0: Hello, and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We're the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we've helped more than 6,000 women over 40 to fit back into their favorite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to
1: www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss working lunches and how to stop them sabotaging your progress around menopause. So sit back and relax, And welcome to today's podcast.
0: So a common question we get asked about how to lose weight over 40 is, what's the best thing to eat for lunch to achieve your fitness goals? A lot of women that we coach find this difficult, but it can be especially difficult for women who are pushed for time and having to grab something quickly during the working day. Or when lunch or snacks are provided by work or by colleagues, which let's face it, are not always healthy options. And for someone who's working five days a week, you can end up eating the wrong things and taking in too many calories every single day of the week. Meaning, if you're not doing, even if you're doing exercise, you're having a healthy breakfast, having a healthy dinner, you could still struggle to see results in the mirror or even see your weight creeping up because those lunch choices are throwing everything out of balance. And when you're not seeing results, it can be very hard to stay motivated. And that's why a lot of women end up giving up completely, leaving them stuck, leaving them unable to get their weight under control, choosing clothes to cover up problem areas rather than wearing the things they like, hating shopping for clothes because nothing fits quite right anymore, especially in the more trendy shops, and staring at a wardrobe full of amazing clothes they can no longer wear. And then just worrying that this is a part of the aging process that they'll have to accept. And the reason this happens is simple. So women's bodies and hormones start to change as they get older, which can make it easier to gain weight especially around the middle area and it can make it harder to lose it again with the normal methods of dieting. This means it's important to understand what food choices work for you and work against you as you get older so you can do what's best for your body, what's best for your hormones and you can get the results that you're after. We have a few simple strategies to help you make the best possible choices for those work lunches so you can not only avoid any unwanted weight gain, but you can make progress towards your goals every week, boost your energy levels and perform at your best every single day. So in today's podcast, we're gonna reveal working lunch options to avoid as a woman around menopause and what to have instead to achieve your fitness goals.
1: Okay, so the first thing I would recommend to everyone who's listening to this is, is to focus on what's within your control. So. The reason I'm saying this is most diets teach these black or white rules, which are really, really inflexible. And most of the women we work with have tried many diets in the past. They've tried all the slimming clubs. They've tried all the kind of popular diets over the past 10, 20 years. And they all have different sets of rules, whether it's no carbs, whether it's certain foods are sins or they're colors or they have a number of points. And these things are easy to follow when you're at home and you're in total control of your food but they don't work well at all when you're constantly traveling for work you're presented with food like you said ben that's not necessarily within your control um completely what you have and you've got to make the best possible decision in that moment and they don't teach you how to do that and it can lead to feelings that it's impossible to stick to or thinking sod it there's nothing i'm allowed so what's the point i'll just have you know i'll just have what i want or i'll just eat." what I'm presented with and then I'll start again tomorrow I'll start again on Monday and what tends to happen in our experience is it ultimately just leads to kind of mindlessly consuming the things around you whether that's biscuits whether it's sandwiches whether it's snacks or coffees full of calorific milk all day and the problem is all these calories and all this sugar, a lot of these snacks are very high in sugar, will send your blood sugar levels all over the place. It will ruin your energy levels. It'll increase your cravings and it'll make menopause symptoms like hot flushes, anxiety, overwhelm much worse, which is kind of the last thing you want if you're in work meetings and you need to be performing at your best or putting your best foot forward in networking meetings and situations like that. If you're distracted by hot flushes or you're feeling really, really tired or you've got brain fog, it's really going to kind of limit your capacity to do a good job but if you understand kind of the fundamentals of what works for women around menopause it's much much easier to make good choices so rob what would you say what are those kind of fundamentals what are those in your opinion okay so there's 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 not too many Um, there's basically two key things when it comes to nutrition so the first one is what we call the wads foods which is wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar. So WOD stands for wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar. And these foods tend to disrupt menopause hormones the most, or the female sex hormones, which cause the menopause side effects the most. And these foods also tend to contain the most calories. And if you're sat around in meetings all day, you know, you're fairly sedentary, Um, and your body and hormones are changing around menopause you really can't get away with just consuming a random amount of calories especially from low quality foods so whilst calories are not the only thing that matters um, unlike what a lot of kind of inexperienced personal trainers might still be saying it was kind of a very popular thing to say five ten years ago but people are still hammering on and on and on about calorie deficit it's true if you consume too many calories then it'll make it hard to avoid gaining weight but it's not the only thing that matters so I would say what's more important is food quality. If you avoid those WODs foods, wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar, that's gonna really help. And then the other thing you wanna look at is what we call the key three. So that includes calories that we've just talked about, but also protein and fiber. And these are the two that are more commonly forgotten around menopause um, that we tend to see with our private coaching clients. So these are just as important as calorie intake. Um, These make up three of these key three, which we always have our coaching clients focus on. So protein and fiber are really important they slow down digestion and they also signal to your brain that you're full and this means you'll have a lot less cravings which obviously will help with you being able to then focus on the job at hand um, and also it will mean you won't end up overeating as much and if you eat more protein it'll also help to tone you up too because if you don't have enough protein they're kind of like the fuel your muscles need so protein will keep your body feeling fit and young and strong and firm and toned. If you don't have enough protein, which most of the people we work with are having about half as much as they need, your muscles will start to waste away from about the age of 30. And then you'll get more and more saggy, more more and uh, more kind of weak and unstable and unbalanced and struggle doing basic things like walking up the stairs and also be more prone to injury. So we really wanna make sure we're getting enough of those key three, and we really wanna make sure we're avoiding those WODs foods. And we usually say about 80% of the time. So it's not like you can never have wheat, alcohol, dairy, or sugar. It's very important to have a balance, but 80% of the time. And if you wanna perform at your best in these work meetings, we probably wanna avoid those. So those are the fundamentals, but what sort of lunches, Ben, would you recommend? Like What kind of lunches do you recommend to our private coaching clients to meet those requirements?
0: So there's a few different options here. So the first one, if you want a really kind of fast option, um, whatever option you choose, as you said, Rob, before, like it's it's really key to get that protein and get that fiber. But one really good fast way to do that is something like a banana and a protein shake. So the protein shake is gonna provide the protein. Um, it's, you know, you can bring like a small protein shaker with you, you can basically carry that everywhere you go, essentially. I'm not saying you have to take a protein shaker around with you all the time but you can have that like stored in your in your desk at work or wherever it is um and then you can have a banana with that which is going to provide you a little bit of carbs it's going to provide you some fiber it's going to provide some vitamins and minerals so that's a good option so a banana and a protein shake if you're eating out or grabbing something on the go one thing i always like to go for is sushi so sushi is usually good you can get some from you can get it from wasabi you can get it from Itsu. you can get it from yo sushi Anyway, really, the good thing about sushi is essentially you're going to have protein from, um, usually you've got raw fish in there, most sushi. Um, And then you're going to have a little bit of rice as well. But you're avoiding wheat, you're avoiding dairy, you're avoiding alcohol, um, you probably avoiding sugar. I mean, there'll be a little bit in the the rice, but not a huge amount. But sushi is a really good option. Uh, The next option, which is also kind of based a little bit around rice, is a KFC rice box. So if you go into KFC, you might think that's the last place to find a healthy lunch, but they do a rice box in KFC. They do two different options of the rice box. They do one which is like the crispy, delicious, deep-fried chicken, and then they do one which is just like grilled chicken, which is the that's kind of the healthy one to go for. So it's just literally grilled chicken. There's rice. There's some herbs and spices in there. There's a few vegetables and things in there as well. Um, so that's a really good option from KFC. Very very quick and easy. Um, another one as well is. A few things from Pret, so you can get. You've probably seen in the in the fridge at Pret, you'll have a number of different sort of cold kind of salad options. So there's like a chicken and avocado protein bowl. There's chickpea avocado and egg bowl. Those types of things. I know there's a there's there's sometimes a salmon kind of one as well. But those Pret kind of salad bowls or salad boxes, they tend to be a really good option as well. And the the really good thing about those that makes it quite easy is they often have the the calories on them i think most of these things will so the sushi as well as if it's from a chain place the kfc rice box those protein bowls they're going to have the calories on so it's very easy to then judge when you're looking at the different options you know if one of them's a thousand calories and one of them's 500 calories and they look like about the same amount of food then you know you can go for the lower calorie option and you can also look at which one contains the most protein as well. So choose something that's high in protein and slightly lower in calories, which will keep you feeling full, keep you feeling satisfied, and just help you achieve all your goals. Next option would be if you go to either Waitrose, um, you can get these like a chicken poke bowl. So there's a chicken poke. I think you can also get a salmon version as well. I can't remember. Yeah the the make of these they always have them in it's taiko or
1: taiko Taiko. that's the one
0: yeah so you'll see them in there but i i often grab those they're a really good option from um like a motorway service station because usually they've got a waitrose in there or they've got an m and s so that's that sort of thing and you'll find like a poke bowl in there which is going to contain again a bit of rice it's going to contain lots of different types of vegetables you'll have things like edamame beans you'll have um some kind of pickled cabbage, things like that. And then you'll have some protein. So it's a really good kind of balanced option. So those are a few options for food. For drinks to go with that food, what I would always recommend, uh, if you're going to have a hot drink, try to go for um, hot drinks that don't contain milk, mainly because milk, hot drinks with milk usually are just way, way, way higher in calories. So for example, you know, if you're going for lattes and things like that, it could be like having another meal on the side of your, meal so instead if you go for herbal teas so any kind of tea it could be any sort of herbal tea which is basically just water and a bit of flavour in it you could go for black coffee you could go for things like green tea you could go for black tea if you're going to go for cold drinks I would say flavouring sp- flavour sparkling water tends to be quite good so two brands are Dash or uh, Lovo, or you can go for regular water so all of those things tend to be good but again with all of these things it's just getting used to looking at the different options, uh, looking at what are the calorie allowances on those options, and then just choosing one that's going to be lower in calories. Because if you have, let's say, rather than the flavoured sparkling water, you go for a proper, like a fizzy drink or something like that, or even, even a fruit juice, which are usually quite, sugar, quite sugary and actually contain quite a lot of calories. But if you go for those different drink options, it can easily add a few hundred calories to the meal that you're having. And drinks for me I don't drinks don't really fill you up I'd say even if you drank you know let's say you're absolutely starving hungry and you drink like two liters of full sugar coke you're probably still going to be starving hungry you still want food after you've had it even though you've had hundreds and hundreds of calories of sugar going into your system so yeah drinks don't really uh they don't really fill you up so just tend to pick the lowest calorie options you can have and overall though I'd say just break free of the norm, such as sandwiches, crisps, cake, uh, and lattes, as all of these are high in calories, they're high in those wads foods, so wheat, alcohol, dairy, sugar, they tend to be low in protein and fiber, so they won't fill you up, they won't sustain your energy, and that's going to mean that you're going to be grazing all day on other foods.
1: And I'd, I'd also recommend that people kind of watch out for the extras, so hopefully if you make those good food choices that you've just explained, Ben, then... You're much less likely to want to graze because your energy levels are going to be sustained, you're going to be full, your signal your body's going to be the food's going to be signaling to your brain or your gut's going to be signaling to your brain that you're full from that high protein um, food, that kind of unprocessed food and and good kind of drinks which will keep you hydrated without adding loads of calories. But the extras like biscuits, like you said lattes, crisps, uh, sweets in meeting rooms, they're a classic. We always have to remove them at every event we run some reason, they always put sweets out, which are terrible for energy levels, also terrible for menopause side effects. Like in my experience, most people don't eat meals that are too big most of the time, especially if it's like a working lunch. In fact, often this would help if they ate bigger, more sustaining meals. They're eating too many extras and these are not remotely filling. So they go back for more and the calories and sugar content really start to stack up. And we're not perfect. Like I remember, Ben, we were at that um, uh, conference in Dublin. And we were, we had sweets put on the table. Do you remember that bag of sweets? And once um, someone opened it, because we were starting to get hungry, we were not as well prepared as we probably should have been. And they put sweets on the table, which, you know, is never very helpful. We started snacking on those. And I, I remember holding off for a long time. But once you start, you can't really stop because the sugar kind of gives you that big spike of blood sugar and then a big crash. And then you crave more. So you go back for more and more and more. So the extras is the thing you've got to watch out for if you want to kind of lose weight and tone up and feel your best. And the thing is, people often feel like they're being good because they're not having this big meal, but they don't realize they've mindlessly consumed way more calories than they actually would have done if they just ate the meal in the first place. And I personally would feel like an example demonstrates this better than the theory that I'm giving you now. So Ben, I know you're good with numbers. Like what, what's a good example for people listening? So for example, so let's say you've got three
0: meetings in a day. Some, someone puts out a plate of biscuits in each meeting and you end up having three biscuits in each meeting. So you might have nine overall over the course of the day. Uh, if there's, for example, a chocolate digestive, which is 71 calories, that adds up to 639 calories of biscuits and 36 grams of sugar. So just those couple of biscuits that, you know, you might graze one every 20 minutes for an hour meeting can add absolutely hundreds and hundreds of calories. Then let's say as well as that, you know, you have a few visits to a cap, you go to a cafe or you go to the coffee machine at work or whatever it is, you get yourself three flat whites. So each one of those is 71 calories, meaning you've had another 213 calories. Let's say you've had sugar in them, so you've had 18 grams more sugar. Um, so now we're on 852 calories of extra foods for the day, in addition to all of those meals. You've had 50 grams of additional sugar, which is pretty much the same sugar content as a large dairy milk bar, and no more nutritious, no more filling. And as you said, Rob, that will create. Sugar and caffeine energy roller coaster where your blood sugar, your energy levels are constantly spiking up and down, crashing back down, and you're just craving more sugar. Take it, you know, you're having coffee to pick your energy levels up, you're having sugar to boost those energy levels up. It's just kind of all over the place. Sugar and caffeine then also make hot flushes much more likely. So you're also then distracted at meetings. So you're either not able to present to the best of your ability or you're kind of distracted if listening, especially if your energy is then, you know, you're having these hot flushes, your energy's up, your energy's down, it's all over the place. You're not going to perform at your best in your role as well as also not seeing the results you want with your fitness. So instead, we basically recommend just fill yourself up on proper meals, sticking to the fundamentals that we described earlier rather than snacks. For example, uh, a prep chicken and avocado bowl has less than half of the calories of all of those snacks and things at 363 calories. 33 grams of protein it will keep blood sugar levels more consistent you won't necessarily crave so you know you have that really good lunch in your afternoon meetings you're not going to crave those sugary foods so you'll be able to more easily just leave them and not have them you'll avoid hot flushes you'll avoid energy crashes it'll keep you full for hours stop you grazing you can then perform all your best you can perform your best in your job as well but also you're going to perform in terms of achieving your fitness goals so you can lose weight much more easily and much more effectively around menopause
1: and look that's kind of like the ideal scenario and we talked at the beginning about having like these black or white rules so that's like a really good choice but even if you have to kind of look at those fundamentals and go i can't hit all of them but i can hit some of them so maybe i just make sure i get enough protein in and avoid the sugar it's still going to help so it could be you've been given a plate of sandwiches that's it you have to pick from this lunch and you go for the chicken or the tuna because those are going to be higher in protein it's a bit more difficult if you're vegetarian says unless you make your own stuff or go out to these shops a lot of the presented vegetarian options are not so good but maybe you eat eggs so you could get the egg so fill yourself up on that try and get brown bread rather than white bread so white bread so it's a bit higher in fiber and then try to avoid the sweet stuff because that's the thing that will then create create more cravings and more energy crashes and then usually you have control over the drinks so you can say to people if they're getting drinks or you're going to the coffee machine like ben said get the drink without the um without the milk so get the herbal tea it's going to save you hundreds of calories throughout the day and give you much better energy And look, we know this works. We've had like hundreds of our private coaching clients are following these kind of tips, um, these strategies right now. But I want to pick out one example to share with you today. And it's actually from Rachel, who was on the podcast last week. So If you want to hear more about Rachel, you can go back and listen to the full episode where she was on. But Rachel's 51. She's a lawyer, uh, mom, mom of two, and she commutes into London for meetings and corporate events multiple times a month. So she's always in these situations. And she said, before starting Trinity, I was pretty desperate. It's the heaviest I've ever been. I hated the way I looked. I felt tired and uncomfortable. I wore baggy clothes and avoided mirrors. And I was worried that I was heading for health problems if I didn't sort it and that I'd gradually get faster and fatter until I became morbidly obese. I tried Slimmins World, fasting, very low calorie diets, 28 day plans and pretty much every diet out there. However, since starting Trinity, I've lost 17.7 kilos. So that's about three stone. Um, She's even further on now since she uh, left this um, review. 16 centimeters off my waist and 20 centimeters from my hips. I feel fit and strong, uh, Mating time for me in my life and dealing with stress in a healthier way. I hoped I'd lose weight doing fit over 40 and I have, but much more importantly, I've been given the tools to change my mindset, which has been absolutely key for me. And I'm really hopeful will give me the tools to keep the weight off for good this time. I really enjoy the weight training, which was quite nervous about doing. And it's become an important part of my daily life. I'm not finished getting to where I want to be yet, but for the first time, a lean fit me seems like an achievable goal. Amazing. And I know Rachel's done this alongside a lot of work travel
0: and corporate events and meetings as well. So it just goes to show you can see incredible results, even alongside a busy career. It's just having the right strategies in place to do that. And if you want to find out more about Fit Over 40 and about our private coaching, just head over to
1: www.fit40info.com and you can see all of the details on that page. So that just about wraps it up for today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you again next week for another episode. We will see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So, thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the trinity podcast